Good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We're on episode 14. Uh, the must myself, Fergus from Arsenal Fans Forum. We've got Mike over in Boston from Wenger's Coat Zip, and we're joined again by Manny. Uh, although we weren't going to let him back, he is back. We are going to talk about the Milan game, the Watford game, uh, preview the Milan game, and have a bit of a discussion with some of your questions. Enjoy the show. Guys, welcome back, Manny. We've given you a, uh, a stay of edge elf execution, uh, despite your. Um, oh, I don't know. Well, we had a few things that we could uh, we could have sacked you off for. I know you. We put a collection for your um, your smoke alarm, and the smoke alarm's now fixed, so we can turn your microphone <laughs> down, so it doesn't have to be so loud anymore. Okay. Uh, first of all, I didn't do anything wrong. I was just pissed off. Okay. And you can't blame you're not even me. Even listen to the fucking games half the time. But I was angry. Or watch. All right. I was I'll angry. I was pissed off. I was frustrated, and uh, hopefully it comes through a little bit clearer. I am not feeling we- that way this week. Okay. I'm in a great mood all right we would have never why are you in a good mood um well we won the two games um and things in life (laughs) have been good so i cannot complain did did you watch um did you watch i I did i did okay good yeah good stuff we're making progress Oh, and any music it. that might have any music that might have helped you along the way? Hell yes, man. So I've been working from home today. <laughs> I've been working from home. So it's it's weird working from home, right? Because because technically I, you're I not do it at all work. The time. Yeah, mm, you, get, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not used to it. So I got bored of looking at a computer screen and, and doing work. So I just started putting Afro beats on, and I was just going you- crazy. Do you know that there's actually uh, a scientific, well, I say scientific, it was in one of the papers, that in two hours and 38 minutes working from home, you can do the same amount of work that you do in a full eight-hour day in the office. I honestly actually believe that because I, I start work normally six, seven o'clock in the morning uh, before I go out and do my calls. And in that couple of hours, I get so much work done because the phones aren't ringing. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, sometimes I'm more productive at home than I am in the office. I guess it just depends on what I'm working on. And if the wife's around. Mm. And just for those listening, I heard uh, Manny actually told us before we started recording that he had the Obama Yang song on repeat all morning. So that's why he's in the good Lies, lies, That song is really annoying. Um, but while, while I'm, I'm, I'm happy we all upbeat, um, I want to bring it down just a little bit um, because Mm. no no, seriously um, about a few days ago um, a young French player by the name of Thomas Rodriguez um, passed on in in the same sort of circumstances as um, Davide's story and it, it kind of you know touched the nerve a little bit you know because not only was he um a young man in his prime well not even in his prime but just a young young man like starting out his football career but he was just it was just a shock you know what i mean to me and yeah it it really unnerved me a little bit so i just wanted to 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 mention that quickly and all you know, condolences and, and commiserations it, it, to his family. Condolences, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was it, 18, right? Yeah, he was. You know, and I, I really, I really young. think that clubs and and 
they, they really need to monitor these players better because you know it, they've, they've I, video I, story in, in one week and then a few days later you know the same sort of circumstances I mean yeah it really it really that that hit me a little bit yeah it, it, it's still I keep on going back to supplements and not necessarily steroids but you, you know the stuff that they're taking has got to have an influence on um some of this because they're 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 monitored left right and center there uh, go through ct scans and mri scans their heart scans they, they have so many different medicals before they get these contracts it's got to be down to um the diet nutrition supplement uh, regime um but hey listen regardless of that it's still bloody sad for an 18 year old kid uh to um to pass away like that i wouldn't wish it on on anybody so where are we all recording this um you said you're working from home today manny yeah i was so yeah i'm at, I'm at home chilling and and uh, mike i'm at home as well and uh, i've just finished well finished the day uh, i'll have a few bits of meters to do later on but yeah and um thursday's game oh geez ah no before we do that we should look at the prediction league we had the prediction league just for the premier league games this year uh, we might bring in the other games later um uh, next season uh, so um i was way out in the lead wasn't i yeah, do you hear those footsteps coming up behind you, Fergus? You hear that? Be afraid, be very afraid. When I when I said 3-0 on the last podcast, you guys laughed at me. Look at that. Mm, I know. If it wasn't so, for Peter Peter Check making history, it, I would have only got one point. It, did he not read the program, by the way? You know, <laughs> he saved a fucking penalty. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was, as soon as he lined up and Dini got the ball, I'm like, he's he's definitely gonna miss. Like, how you couldn't script this any better? And sure enough, it happened. And I got three points. I'm one back of you. I got some space between me and Manny now. I'm coming for you this weekend. I'm com- well. Next Premier League match, I'm coming for you, Fergus. Well, can I can I just say, can I just say this quickly? If I'm not going to win this this prediction league, I want Mike to win it because Fergus, you are one smug bastard. You are one <laughs> smug bastard. Just, just for that, just for that, especially the smugness last week because I was listening to um, the podcast this morning um, in the gym, right? And I was like, man, this guy's a smug bastard. I want Mike, if I'm not going to win it, I want Mike to win it. Just just for that, you smug bastard. I thought, I thought what the sorts of London guys are meant to be like, you know. No, 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 no. You are smug. You are smug. So no, I want Mike to win it if I'm not going to win it. Well, fuck you, Mike. We got a battle on now. <laughs> I'm coming for so, you. So as we as it stands, we got Fergus on eleven points because uh, I predicted nil nil because um, I really didn't um, uh, have much. No, I predicted one one for that game. It was nil nil for the Milan game. I didn't have uh, much hope on that. Um, Mike, against all the odds, predicted that we'd um, we'd win three nil, and Manny obviously predicted Watford would win two one. Shut up. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I said we'd sneak what, can't, it. Can't do one. Okay. okay, yeah, he did, actually. Mm. So, as as the points stand, he got me on 11, uh, he got Mike on 10, and um, Manny on 7. Uh, I did think, should we predict, we got Stoke coming up soon, then we got Southampton, both at home, then we got Newcastle, West Ham, Man City away, then we have, 
um, Burnley at home and Huddersfield away to finish the season. Did you want to go through each game and predict what you think, or should we do that? It, I'll tell you what, why don't we do that in the um, in the international break when we've got some time, we'll predict the final game. So uh, we'll get Milan game out of the way, and then yep. um, we predict these, and then they're locked and loaded. Yeah, it's too far ahead to uh, predict the Premier League match since our next one's only on the 1st of April. So let's see how we do leading up to that. Hopefully we don't pick up any uh, injuries over the international break. So we were all doom and gloom the last uh, last times. Some people more than others. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, we, um, we played AC Milan in the San Siro, uh, a place that people fear going, um, but not of your Arsenal by the looks of it. Um, I had a, I had a complete nightmare trying to get to, uh, to watch this game. Um, I had a sales meeting in Farnborough down in in um, Hampshire, which is only about sixty miles from my house. Um, I left early in the morning, and uh, it took me two hours and. 20 minutes, I think, to get there. I said to the guys, look, meeting's finished. I knew it was a six o'clock kickoff. The meeting was going to finish at four. I'm thinking, look, can we cut any of this out and, and, and finish? Um, I left Farnborough, again, as I said, 60 miles at 3.44 in the afternoon. Six o'clock kickoff. My sat-nav said one hour. And I went, that's not true. It then adjusted for timings and so on. And it started to say it's going to be five-ish, 5.15. Again, I didn't trust it 100%, but I knew as long as I get back by half five, quarter six, um, dump my case, get over the pub, order a beer, sit down, watch the TV. Um, I got in to see Rambo score a goal, half time, and I saw the second half, and I, I walked into a pub full of drunk people, which when you... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't when that you, normally what happens at a pub? Yeah, yeah it does, but when, 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 you, <laughs> when you spend like five, six hours driving in a car, and not very far, uh, and then you get in there, and then you go, way, and including that was um, a very, very drunk Tottenham fan who uh, was more than exuberant put it that way he was powered hold hold on Fergus you were were right at home then surrounded by a bunch of drunks not yids you were right at home surrounded by a bunch of drunks see you know (laughs) this guy (sighs) right what did you what did you make of the game what did you uh, I didn't see most of the first half as I said I saw the Rambo game um it sounded like we had a lot of pressure on us for the first five or six minutes. I was listening on the radio. Uh, there could have been one up at um, at about two minutes in. Um, thoughts on the lineup? Uh, what changed after that pressure? I think. I guess I'll go first. I think the. Uh, I think he got it spot on in terms of the lineup and uh, the tactics. I, there was a lot of talk about. Um, Shaka playing well and I know some of you guys aren't his biggest fan <laughs> and he's been uh, criticized heavily over the last you know, but, two but seriously over months. the last two games he's been fantastic well he fantastic has. is strong but he's played better really than well. he has been yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, definitely yeah. growing into it and his confidence is definitely growing and I think what helped him is that three-man midfield. Uh, having Ramsey and Jack Wilshire there, um, even El Nani again this weekend. But I, I just he looked a lot more comfortable. And obviously the Serie A is a different animal when it comes to you know comparing that to the Premier League, right? They they kind of stood off of us um, more than what the Premier League teams will do. And 
allowed him a little bit more time. But just his ability to get in between lines, drop deep, pick up the ball, play those short passes, he's able to play it wide. He did that a, a number of times, getting that ball wide um, and actually picking that pass out um, You know, is, is definitely something that we need, and he has the capability of doing it. Um, and in addition to that, I think just the fact that we were so organized on and off the ball um, contributed to the just the whole factor of him um, being better. Um, like I said, the, the lineup was solid. We started off a bit shaky. Our defense looked uh, very scattered, um, uncertain of what the hell to do. You looked um, nervous. It, it took it took a you know maybe five to ten minutes for them to kind of grow into it, and then they started to get more time on the ball. They were organized. They were patient. Uh, Milan started to kind of drop off a little bit after that initial onslaught. And that just, as we started to ping the ball around, it gave us a lot more confidence. And I think that was that was what kind of contributed to us taking the lead. And, 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 and Milan, Milan had goal. been on a 13-game unbeaten run as well, hadn't they? They hadn't been beaten since uh, the new manager. Sometimes they're shit, sometimes we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the funny thing is that the media before the match, they were talking about AC Milan and how great they've been and how rejuvenated they are with Gattuso there now and this, that, and the other thing. And as I listened to the broadcast, as Arsenal took the lead, all of a sudden the media now was like, oh my God, AC Milan is terrible. This is the time we sheet. Yeah, seriously. So it's like, why is there a double standard, right? Like if they were great and they were on a great run of form before Arsenal walked onto the pitch, just because they're losing now, all of a sudden they're shit because it's Arsenal. Like, come on. It's just frustrating. But on the flip side, it's not surprising. Manny, what were your thoughts? That was the first match you had watched Arsenal in this season, isn't it? Stop it. A couple weeks. <laughs> Stop it. Um, when, well, the start of the game was um, when, how I expected, really. Um, I expected Milan to come out and, and be aggressive and put us on the back foot. And I was sitting there thinking, for the love of God, please don't concede. You know, just just hold out. You know, uh, take wherever they've got to throw at you, and then and, and then come back strong. And that's exactly what happened. We started to ping the ball around, and and you can tell the players were gaining in confidence. And the Milan players clearly did not do their homework because they allowed us to control the midfield. They allowed us to ping the ball around, and then it was inevitable. You know, as we started to grow into the half, you could see that it was inevitable that we were going to score a goal. And if, to be honest, it was it was beautiful to watch. Um, um, it made a change from all the crap we've been watching for weeks. Um, it was good to see the guys put in a shift, um, which begs the question, what the hell have you guys been doing for the last few weeks? I mean, what was... I would love to know what was different in their preparation for the Milan game than, you know, the, the City Cup final. I would love to know I, what I changed had, in it. Manny, I had, I had that on my, on my next uh, note on there. What's changed? What, what changed from the last... <sighs> How many games have we gone we since the beginning of the season, mm. and what what what's changed? I don't know. I, w- I would love to know. I would love to be a fly on the wall in that dressing room and then be in the training ground and actually see what the difference is. Because if you believe everything that you read in the media and what all other players and what former players say, sorry, um, we don't do anything different. You know, everything is just it's the same or the training sessions are the same and we don't really analyse tactics. We don't look, we really look at our teams and how they play. We only focus on ourselves. So I would love to know if we did that, you know, if that is to be true, 
then how comes we performed so well against Milan and performed so poorly in the four games before that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was it was great to see, but at the same time, it, it begs the question: Why can't you guys be more consistent and perform this way more regularly? If that was the case, then fans like me wouldn't have to question them so much, you know. But isn't that the isn't that the Arsenal way? I mean, I wish it wasn't. Expected, we would have expected the the response to come a little bit earlier, given the the form that we were in. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's just the Arsenal way, right? When we have our backs against the wall and everyone kind of buries us and they're ready to put the dirt over us and all of a sudden Arsenal comes up with a performance that leaves everyone scratching their head like what the hell exactly like the conversation we're having right now what changed what's different that made you guys perform the way you just did that you couldn't have been doing it for the last three, four, five months. I would love what to know. What is, what's different? And it's, it's frustrating. I mean, like I think it's kind of the Arsenal way. Do you think it's just the pressure that's been put on them by the media, the fans? Do you, I don't know. Do you think it, do you think it was uh, the fans walking out at Wembley? Do you think it was the fans not turning up at the Man City game? Do you think they had to come out and prove something to us? I mean, probably, probably may, maybe, you know, they had something to prove to us, but maybe they had something to prove to themselves because these players were getting battered left, right and centre, not only by fans, but by pundits and in the media as well. So maybe they had to respond. But my question is, why do we have to be the down for to see a response? Why can't we be more proactive, and, you know, in and our who, approach? Who, who did you think off those players that were on there yeah. that were the ones leading the line to, to lift us because we, we, we talked before about uh, in other games and uh, uh, lack of leaders lack of you know who led the line for us do you, in your opinion in the Milan game um, Koscielny definitely I think he was he was my man of the match um, he, not the most vocal but performance wise um, Ozil as well was, was flowing about Ramsey um, played well um, um, I think Bullshit did alright He was giving sorry, the ball away Sorry What did you just say? Who? What? <laughs> Ramsey played what? Oh for goodness sake oh man Do you already know like, <laughs> Let me just put this out there Let me just put this out there I am not a Ramsey fan Ramsey annoys me But no way. Hold on But no just way. like Wenger Just like Wenger And just like Xhaka Just like any other Arsenal player That I may dislike If they're performing well I can step off my pedestal And go you know what He performed well And Ramsey Fair did like. perform well So I'm going to say that Just like Xhaka performed well Just like Chambers Performed well And Mike I'm looking at you right now Yes Chambers <laughs> performed well he did he did I'm not going to deny that but I think he was can, absolutely knackered at the end of that game of course Holy shit. of course I mean oh. I think I think we can all I think there's all there's players that we all well we're not fans of but when they do perform well and when they do things right we can come off that 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 pedestal and go you know what he performed well or, or he had a great game or that was a great pass and I'm like that with Ramsey I think there was two players for me, apart from the ones that you mentioned. To me, Kosciani was outstanding. I think one of his best performances that he's put in um, in quite some time. Um, he just looked dominant. The other one for me, or the other two for me, one was uh, Mkhitaryan. 
he lost the ball a couple of times in that first half. Uh, one specifically that I remember in the corner, and just his fight um, and desire to get that ball back. I mean, he went into the corner. The guy was protecting the ball. Uh, he got it back on a number of occasions. He was just, you know, we lose it. He'd fight and get it back, which is just that in itself is something that we've lacked um, over the last month or so or two months. Um, and then the other one, you guys are probably gonna laugh, but Danny Welbeck. Uh, what the fuck? He he put in an absolute shift. I mean, he. In, fa- in fairness, he he generally does put a shift in. It just he spends half the time going behind <laughs> the goal, picking up the ball that he's missed. But the funny thing is, he put an absolute shift in. I mean, he worked his fucking balls off. And then at the end of the game, I'm sure you guys have seen it, but he comes up with that that run at the edge of the box, and then uh, he somehow manages to shoot the ground. I thought the penalty spot was going to get a yellow kick. card. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He called, he asked for a foul. Like, what is going on right there? But I mean, he I I have to, I mean, hats off to him. I think he put in a great performance. And before the match, I think it was Sky Sports that he had done an interview with, or they had asked him some questions in terms of the the dressing room and what the, the the mentality was in there and how everything was going. And you know, he came out and said, you know, we need to stand up as a team. We need to come out and you know take accountability for ourselves, and we need to start doing that starting on Thursday against AC Milan. And I don't, again, I don't know what the difference in training um, was between that match and everything that was before that. But, I mean, hey, they stood up, they said present, and they came away with two huge away goals uh, leading into the second leg. And and Ramsey, who was so-called ostracized and going to be sold and everything else, it turns out it just was an injury with him. And uh, he was benched, or not benched, he was uh, rested ahead of the game like he was against Watford for the... Um, for the upcoming game looking forward to the game uh, the return leg I think you'll see a few more people in the stadium um, uh, for that one looking at the Watford game uh, unless anybody's got anything to add on, on the end of that what was your overall highlights of the game what, for me it was two away goals uh, when I wasn't expecting <laughs> I was you know I was expecting nil nil at best Oh, dude, I was expecting a 3-1 loss. So, for me, the whole the whole performance um, was the highlight for me. You know, I, I enjoyed seeing those guys play with confidence and a bit of grit and a bit of passion. I loved, I loved seeing that. So, a bit more of that, and I wouldn't complain so much. Mike, any final <laughs> any final highlights on it? Um. No, I mean, yeah, in definitely terms of the performance organization-wise on the pitch, um, they definitely looked a lot better, uh, more determined, like Manny said. Um, the grit was, I think, just that in itself, uh, you know, putting your body about on the pitch and actually looking like you're interested and in, in you want to actually win the ball back is goes a long way. So all of that combined, I think, a very good away day. Um, and let's see if we can finish the job in the second leg. Brilliant. And Sunday, which was Mothering Sunday over here, which some people are using as, as an excuse uh, for the low attendance at the Arsenal-Watford game. I think there's more to it than that. Um, I know uh, there's been some comments made on some of the threads that we had on Arsenal Fans Forum and some of the other um, uh, Facebook groups, um, mm. which uh, have um, 
have almost like baited people, not necessarily baited in a bad way, but um, wound people up. You know, I, I, I got hooked in a little bit on, on that. Um, what we should do is probably cover the game first uh, and then we can discuss people's opinions possibly around the attendance um, and people's opinion on the attendance. Um, we had a good lineup, Mustafi, uh, sorry, a, a good lineup. Um, Mustafi uh, started alongside Holding, uh, Kolasniak and uh, Maitland Niles. Um, Mustafi was later substituted for Chambers, and the question I was going to say is he had Maitland Niles right back, which I thought he had a fantastic game, uh, Chambers and Holding and Kolasniak. Is that our future lineup at the back? Um, no. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, um, no, why not? <laughs> the, the right back position um, question mark. Um, somebody mentioned I can't I can't remember who it was, but I was listening to something, and somebody mentioned um, about Lauren's transition from being a midfielder to being a right back, and they were mentioning uh, maybe that's what Wenger sees in Maitland-Niles is his future. Um, I think he had a decent game, um, a couple casual moments, you know, as as is to be expected the with usual. him. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> to be expected with him. Um, is that our future? So annoying. So annoying. It, it is. It is. Um, I think I think that needs to be drawn out of him a little bit. Um, is that our future back four? Mm, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Time time will tell um, with that one. I was quite pleased with Maitland Niles. I thought he he played. Um, he played well overall. Yes, he gave a penalty away. Um, I don't think he lazy done. defending. Uh, yeah, but I think that's just as he does have a lazy appearance about himself. Like you've you've made a couple of comments a few times about saying, uh, you know, he just looks a little bit lethargic at times. But you you see, I watched match of the day this morning again, and you see some of the pace he's got. He, he does look very comfortable. He does look very relaxed. And then when called for, he puts the afterburners on, and he's an F-16 fighter pilot then. He does, but at times, against good players, that's not going to work, right? Like, he had a, a, a moment that stands out with me in that in that second half. Uh, I can't remember who had – I want to say it was maybe Richarlison, but I could be wrong. They had the ball out on the right-hand side – well, our right-hand side, his left-hand side – or their left-hand side. And the ball got played out there, and he was just very lazy to get out there. The guy took one touch to play that cross in, and fortunately for him, he has the pace to make up for it, right? But against good players – that first step is going to be vital and he's not he's going to end up making mistakes he's going to end up making stupid fouls he's going to get caught and in that moment he didn't get caught but it's just his his nature his persona he's very just laissez-faire like oh you know we'll get to it and we've mentioned in the past he even the uh, yesterday in the match there was a play that he had the ball at the edge of the box in the first half and he lost it uh, and then he kind of just turned around at the edge of your box. You would you would think that there would be some sense of urgency, like okay, I got I got to get this back. And instead, he kind of just like jogged slowly back into the bottle. It was just kind of like oh, someone else will clean up my mess. Uh, and I'm not slagging him off, right? I think he's he's got loads of potential, but at the moment, it's, there's just too many things that frustrate me with him and I think he would benefit from maybe a loan spell away from Arsenal at a club that will give him time and consistency of playing regularly opposed to you know coming in for you know one game every three weeks 
but I, I did like the fact that he's uh, played in 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 the right back position, and it puts um, you know uh, Hector Bellin, Bellerin under um, a bit of pressure. Uh, Bellerin is is a good player. He's got pace and everything else. Um, I know I've said many a time he couldn't cross himself in church, um, but. Uh, Put under a bit more competition and a bit more pressure, he might have to play and improve for uh, improve his his um, his game. Mustafi uh, deserves um, a mention. He got the first goal, which was the thousandth uh, Premier League home goal uh, scored for Arsenal. The first goal was uh, scored by um, our defensive manager Steve Bould. Um, it was our first Premier League goal, and then we get a centre back doing the same again for the thousand goal. How about that, eh? <laughs> it was a nice header too. It was actually. He, yeah. he, he didn't have a bad game. He didn't. Have, but for me, the, the man who stood out most in that game. Yet yeah, people were got on about Abamyang. Do 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 do. Got on about Abamyang and Mikatari, and I think the pairing was fantastic, and it was great to see. It it, it harks back a bit more to the Arsenal of old. Um, not necessarily invincibles, but if you built a few more people around that, you could do. But El Nenny. Yes. Christ. Yes. Yeah. Yes, oh, I agree. He never, he never gets, he never gets uh, praised for what he does, and and we've talked about it in the past. He's he's a very simple player, but if he has the proper tools around him and he has to focus just on his main task, which is kind of break up the play, you know, get the ball out of your feet, he's able to pick a pass. He covers an immense amount of ground, but people, for some reason, they just want to see him gone. They criticize him constantly, and I'm hopeful that he, he silenced I, a number of them after I've, that performance I've yesterday. spoken highly about him before. Well, not highly. I've, I've spoken glowingly about him before. Uh, but every time I see him get a run uh, in a game and, and, and given a run... I, I prefer him more and more. And I think he actually complimented Shaka as well. Because uh, Shaka didn't have a bad game. But I've got El Nenny at three minutes, El Nenny at 17 minutes, El Nenny at 27 minutes, El Nenny at 67, 64 minutes. Give and goes. But the, the guy for me. <laughs> if, he, if only he scored a goal, then I could have given him man of the match. Yeah, it's funny because people complained when we let Coughlin leave um, and they were all over social media. They were like, why are we keeping El Nenny? Why don't we get rid of Coughlin? And like we had talked about before, I think the difference is El Nenny's a better footballer than Coughlin. Coughlin brings a little bit more passion in the sense of he shows more passion on the pitch. Doesn't mean he's more passionate on the pitch than El Nenny, but he's just more, it's more visible coming out of him. But hands down, uh, El Nenny's by far a better footballer in my opinion, than, than Cucklin. And I think they made the right decision in terms of letting him go than um, shipping El Nenny. And for the second goal is Awobi at, uh, um, sorry, uh, Aubameyang at fault for not passing to Awobi. Ugh, please. No, get oh, out please. of here. Please. <laughs> Are you kidding um, me? I'm, I'm, you know what? Awobi <clears throat> um, really needs to go out on loan. Um, he frustrates the life out of me. If there's one thing that that well, there's a lot of things that Wenger is is guilty of. But one of the things that sticks out is he backs his players sometimes too much, and he has shown a lot of faith in Iwobi, and he has not repaid that faith at all. He needs to go out on loan. The boy frustrates me. 
he he gets on my nerves I, I want to see him go out on loan I want to see him go out and, and learn how to be a proper footballer and maybe come back and, and hopefully he's, he's changed because at this moment in time he should not be in that starting 11 he's so frustrating and, and it, it, it's quite a shame really because he showed so much promise when he broke into the first team mm-hmm. that um, second half of what two seasons ago um, I think he was overplayed and overused where he should yep. have been a bit more like what we're doing with Maitland-Niles now hopefully somebody's learning from the mistakes um, and he's turning into Danny Welbeck in disguise when I saw a substitution it happened at Wembley uh, and I turned around to some lady who I don't know but she got <laughs> heard me going oh for fuck's sake one shit player for another <laughs> shit player <laughs> like, like, listen both the guys are really you know they, they do try and they do they they, they um, frighten defence with their with their pace uh, they can hold a play a bit but it's just the final ball the final just third not they're good shit enough. Just, just not yeah. good enough um, yeah I, I just, I just want to see him go out alone I, I don't want to completely you know batter him um, because you know he has come through the ranks and he is an Arsenal boy and then and, and I want to take that into account but this this boy gets on my last nerve I, I just I'm, I'm sick of seeing him in an Arsenal shirt at the minute go out on loan just do something then cut your hair cause he really is getting on my nerves <laughs> I'm going to have to on the subject of cut your hair sorry go on my <laughs> no, no you finish your line on the subject cut your hair what about Troy Deeney <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what a fucking penalty <laughs> Um, I was just going to say on the Wobi piece, uh, it's not very often that I agree with Manny, but we've had our discussion about Wobi in the past. Uh, and for me, he's normally in the squad because he'll put in more of a shift defensively than maybe putting someone like Lacazette out there. Um, Welbeck does a, puts in a shift defensively, but to me, you waste him um, making him do that defensive work because he has pace he can get in behind the defense Mind you now you just said, said that about Lacazette um, it sounds a bit strange what I'm going to say now I'm actually quite glad he's been injured um, for a few weeks it, it what do, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> listen for fuck's let sake him. listen listen don't spill let the him, beer let over him think, let him think, finish the thought okay so uh, yeah, it's just because you said that he's been out injured it's given Mickey and Obama Yang time to gel into the team a bit his confidence was low when he's got to come back in he's going to be eased back into the squad again and uh, it, for me Ozil Obama Yang Mkhitaryan Lacazette fuck me that is, that that on paper that is fucking amazing. It is, but I don't know if they'll all play at the same time. I don't think so. I don't think but so either. Why, why won't they? Because you, you wouldn't play a Wobie, would you? If Lacazette is fit, you wouldn't play a Wobie. But no, that's the difference. Is you have to look at your strengths and weaknesses depending on the opponent, right? I mean, you're not going to go to an away match against someone like, just say, an example of Manchester City, right? You're not going to line up with... Most likely, you're not going to line up with Ozil, Mkhitaryan, Aubameyang, Lacazette. That's a front four. Hold, hold on, yeah, hold but, on, hold on. Yeah. You're, you're forgetting who the manager is here. You're forgetting, Correct, that, you're forgetting that this is the same manager who played Cochrane in defence against Man City away. But the, He's capable but the of anything. Is, is that we have yeah that it looks great going forward but you're incredibly exposed right if we had a guy like Patrick Vieira you know in the midfield who can command the midfield and be that presence then fine that's great we have all that firepower going forward but we know someone's going to be behind us to kind of solidify the midfield yes Elneny's playing well yes Shaka's playing well but they're not out and out defensive midfielders so when you line up with four of those guys going forward maybe at home yeah it looks great maybe against some of the weaker oppositions where we're going to kind of pin them back but you 
you have to kind of play to your strengths and weaknesses and play to the strengths and weaknesses of your opponents. And I don't think it'll work all the time, but I think there's matches that we definitely should do it. But like Manny said, look who the manager is. I don't, I don't think we'll, we'll see them line up together. Maybe he'll surprise us and do it, but I'm hopefully, not too Hopefully Allegri will know what to do better next season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking of Allegri, just, but, I want to make a note here. If any of you guys haven't seen, um, First team Juventus on Netflix. You should check I started. It out. I started watching it. Oh man, you know what? If you if you have it's respect like a, for Allegri now, after you're done watching that, you'll look at him in a completely different I, way. I've watched half the first episode, but it's just heavy. I'm I'm dyslexic anyway, so um, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. You can't on. read and watch at the same time. <laughs> I, I I honestly really struggle, uh, and it's really. <laughs> no, I, I watch Narcos. I've I've done season three of Narcos, so I, I do struggle through through. But um, Narcos took me I could watch an episode <laughs> maybe two episodes in a in a day no more than that where I'm currently watching power wow that's brilliant and I'm knocked out series one in like <laughs> two days <laughs> no, but hold on can I just let me just quiz Mike here um, in what way would we see Allegri differently in a good way or in a bad way in a good way I think that so he mm-hmm. speaks about um, he was uncertain last year about coming back to Juventus for another season mm-hmm. and he's been to the Champions League final with Juventus two out of the last three years I believe Yeah. Um, and just his way of being listening to him speak uh, in that documentary um, it actually starts at the beginning of the season so it's fairly new um, just listening to him speak listening to him in terms of the tactics and his approach to the match like I just said um, not just focusing on your team but focusing on what you're going up against That's what are the strengths team. what are the what are the strengths of your opponent how do you take advantage of that but also take into consideration your strengths and your weaknesses right so how do we make sure that their strengths don't take advantage of our weaknesses and our strengths can take advantage of their weaknesses and just as an example i would be willing to say that if i said you know what do you think of paulo dibala most people would say absolute starter on juventus who they there were so many matches. Well, Fergus doesn't know many footballers outside of Ireland, so <laughs> there were <laughs> there were so many matches at the beginning of this season that Paulo Dybala was on incredible form. He was scoring goals, and he was keeping him on the bench, and he was bringing him on last 15, last 20, last 10 minutes to make that difference. And he explained one of those points where he said, "Listen, games. A lot of matches are won and lost in the final 10, 15 minutes. Being able to bring someone on like Dybala in this scenario, I thought." gave us the best advantage and he won them a bunch of games early on in the season because of that so just that different approach and understanding that it's not just about Arsenal Football Club right yeah we are great we have great players they can do great things but who are we going up against who's on the other side of that field because they want to win too and they have strategies and they have tactics so how do we take advantage of what they do and what they do good and what they do bad it's, it's very interesting that you mentioned that and and it's fascinating to me because when I watch Arsenal play and you can you watch them play um, against Ostersons against Man City the two games and against Brighton and there was literally no change in the way we played and you you often hear and it wasn't just you know you hear from from Chesney that that, you know we don't really do tactics and we don't really focus on the other team's strengths and weaknesses we only focus on ours so it's fascinating to me that you that you mentioned that and and I want to bring it back to Arsenal and I just wonder what it is 
is that they do um, during training and all those things that we actually focus on those things because if four I mean, players saying that we don't then hey you've, you've heard other managers say that um, on a number of occasions that you know what you're going to get with Arsenal right Arsenal is going to be week in week out same style same play plan A only plan A there's no plan B um and that's just how it is. Oh, that's do, how Wenger prepares his teams. I do think we've got teams. a slight plan B now. We, 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 we do change it up a little bit. But plan A before used to be like what the Invincibles did, which was just attack, 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 fast pace, uh, move the ball quickly, pass quickly, attack and counter-attack. Uh, plan B, well, we had Giroud as a plan B at one point. Um, yeah. But but we, we do have a more of a plan B... Uh, no, we don't. In terms of what? No, I mean our no, our plan our plan A is you know quick movement in the final third, intricate passing. We don't really shoot from outside the box unless Shaka does, and then he gets yelled at by by Wenger. Um, but apart from that, we we try to work it into the box. We rarely cross the ball. I was looking forward to seeing Maitland Niles play right back yesterday because I was hopeful that he would just swing a couple of balls into the box just to show that. You know what we can or we can't do when we put balls into the box, and I I can't think. I mean, I watched the whole match. I can't. Can you guys think of a moment where he he played in a great cross? And that's not knocking him. No. That's just knocking the style. That's just how we play. We get it wide and then we bring it back in. We get it wide and then we bring it back in. That's just you get. It, Arsenal is a blueprint of itself every week, week in, week out. You know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. That's how they play. They're not going to change it, and that's why it gets frustrating. Yeah, agreed. So, fin- finishing up on the Watford game before we before we um, <laughs> we go into debates the whole way over. The third we we substituted obviously one shit player for another shit player is what I said before from Wembley, which is a Wobie Welbeck. Then Mustafi went off uh, with a knock, and Chambers came on and played very very well. Three uh, nil, Mkhitaryan. A great assist to uh, Aubameyang. Doop, 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 doop. Uh, it, but what I liked about the whole thing on the uh, Mkhitaryan goal was Ozil put the ball in first for a cross. The box was quite overcrowded. Um, but the way Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan stayed out on the 18-yard line and just waited for the ball. And Mkhitaryan took... Uh, sorry, Aubameyang took the time to think, I know where Mkhitaryan is to pass the ball. That subliminal sort of connection uh, it seemed to work very very well uh, 3-0 job done Peter Cech man of the match would you have had anybody else personally his clean sheet uh, yes and his 200 clean sheet and everything else and saving a penalty I can understand why it was given uh, personally myself my man of the match would have been Al Nani I think Al Nani deserved it but Apart from the penalty that Peter Cech saved in the 200th clean sheet, he also did a little bit more. I mean, he had a, a save in that first half, which, to be honest with you, I don't know how Watford didn't score it. I can't remember who the shot oh, was yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. ball was that- laid off at around the penalty bo- penalty area, more or less, and the shot was deflected, and he managed to get his knee it's, or his it's hand Pereira. on it. Yep, and then there was another one, a header. Um, I can't remember who headed it in the first half, and he got down at the near post and saved it off for a corner kick. But then on the flip side, the free kick from, I believe it was Richarlison, down... Uh, to his left next to the post I was disappointed at the fact that he knocked it essentially straight forward fortunately uh, I can't remember who the player was from Watford that had the rebound and he sent it over the crossbar but 
Um, in that moment, I would expect someone of his experience and his age to have been able to knock that wide, similar like he did with the header. But apart from the penalty and the, the clean sheet, I think he, he definitely contributed um, a fair amount to keeping Arsenal um, in the lead. And had we conceded one of those early opportunities, I think it would have got real nervy in that stadium. Fair comment, um, fair comment. But yeah, I, I, I would agree with you in terms of either uh, Czech or El Nani. I think both of them. Manny, anything different? Um, I would go El Nani, man of the match for me. Um, but Czech getting it um, because, you know, 200th clean sheet and he saved the penalty. And it was Troy Deeney's penalty of all people. But you know, that's, you know, that's also, calm. also Ozil could have had um, man of the match as well because mm. he's given us the fastest fifth, uh, the fastest assists, uh, mm. fifty Premier League assists in one hundred and forty-one games, uh, breaking no. Eric Cantona's record, no. which he done the same in one hundred and forty-three games. No, not, not and he hasn't drop kicked the fan yet. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. Mind you, he's probably knocked a couple of them out with his eyes. <laughs> no, not for me. Not for me. Not man of the match for me, we, no. We, we've got the Milan game turning up, and uh, I... I want to briefly cover that and then I want to talk about um, not only the Milan game of will it be a full house but also taking that back to the Watford Man City game and so on so I will be watching the Man City game uh, sorry the the Milan game uh, at the stadium I'm going to I'm going to follow the Arsenal through the Europa League campaign because I think it's important to support a team through that um, I will be supporting for the majority of league games from afar otherwise um, I expect we'll have the same lineup as we had against um, uh, against Milan in the San Siro uh, maybe if Lacazette's back we play him uh, no, any changes no. in the lineups where you're going to watch it uh, score predictions um, I think it'll be the same the same lineup um, but there, there was talk that Bellerin uh, might be back for that game um, if he is, I think he will start. Um, Kashani will come back in. Mustafi question mark um, on him and Monreal as well. Apparently, he's meant to be fit for this game. Um, apart from that, I think the forward um, the, the, in the midfield and the forward line will be the same as in the, the San Siro. But I think it will be defensively where we'll change things, and obviously, Ospina will go and go. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there'll be too many changes like. Like you guys said, I think Bellerin has a potential to come back in. Um, Monreal, most likely if he's fit, will come in for Kolasinac. Um Kosciani, I know that Wenger said that he was rested as a precaution. Um, he probably could have played this weekend if he needed him to, but it looked like it was more of a precaution for him. Uh, obviously, Mustafi and the midfield, I don't see any... Oh, well, I guess Wilshere is probably going to come in and El Nene is probably going to come out. That would be my guess with Ramsey, Shaka, and Wilshere again. To be honest, I wouldn't be surprised to see El Nenny start with Shaka and then probably Ramsey um, and Wilshere starting on the bench. Uh, and then obviously Aubameyang can't play, so Welbeck, the three-legged giraffe, is going to play forward for us. Um, and the Aubameyang not being able to play is ridiculous, but let's not get into that because we'll <laughs> run way over. Um, listen, we had 58,420 in the stadium against Man City. We had 59,131 in the stadium against Watford. Um, they were wearing special suits. They looked like uh, seats, empty seats. Um, what's your prediction on... Um, I, 
think it will be quite full. I think you will have some empty seats Thursday nights on TV. Um, uh, some people will just not go regardless because I speaking to some people they just that I know uh, have enough. Um, what do you reckon? I, I, I would say ninety percent occupancy. Yeah, I agree. Um, no, uh, you, you've got. You, yeah, we, we've had a we've had a chat over this, haven't we? Oh yes, and yes, yes. Some of some of the comments that we've had on the forum, uh, you may or may not have seen them, Mike. But uh, we've we've not necessarily dogs abuse, but because I stepped away and not, not bit, um, and I think you've done something similar. But some of the comments that we've had on there, mm-hmm. listen, Manny, you, you take it away because I know. Yeah. Um. You know, I want to. I'm I'm going to address that comment directly and I'm going to address that person directly without mentioning his name um, I mean as Arsenal fans we are battered pillar to post you know by the media by pundits by opposing fans by the board the manager and even the players but nothing is more irritating than the asinine comments that come out of fellow fans mouths so yesterday after the game I haven't been on the forum for a while. I've just taken a step back from it for a bit. Um, but I was going through, you know, some of the comments and I like going through the forum, you know, when we've just won a game, you know, there's everyone's upbeat, it's positive, you know, there's a, there's a good mood about, there's a lot of jokes. But one person decided to use that time to be negative and have a go at the fans. And the comment went like this, where are the so-called fans? I hope they stay away for good. What happened to through good times and bad times? And what I say to that is, who are you to question what fans do with tickets they've spent their money on? It's called free will. These are the same fans who have had to deal with the same boring narrative from the manager and the same feeble efforts from the players. And they've come to a point where they've chosen to vote with their feet, their version of protesting at the current climate of the club instead of doing it on the streets like I would. Because there's fans like like Fergus and there's a lot of other fans who will not go in the street and, and want the manager gone and things like that because they have respect for him. But then there's some fans that are just like, you know what, I, I'm not going to abuse this man, but I'm just not going to go either. There's that apathetic atmosphere that has fallen. And this is the first time that it's happened. So instead of this person who made that comment to understand why fans are staying away, you want to come on the forum and be negative and call out fans. Stupid comments like that is why the fan base is so divided and it irritates me even more that it was made by someone who claims to be disgusted by the current state of the fan base. Well, I want to say to that person, check yourself. Because with comments like that, you add to the divide you claim to dislike so much, provocation with those comments and hypocritical with your actions. And this is from someone who should know better. And that's the most irritating thing. Understand why fans are staying away. You know, understand where they are coming from instead of going on social media, right? A platform that you claim to dislike and criticizing fans. Another thing that you say you dislike. I mean, come on come on seriously understand where these guys are coming from and understand why they're staying away and try to be smart use your brain instead of opening your mouth ridiculous boom drop the mic walk away (laughs) how about that Fergus Hmm. (laughs) can't argue with it (laughs) left you speechless Yes, uh, because 
I, I, listen, Manny knows what I'm like. You know what I'm like as well. I try to keep it quite, not necessarily a neutral, especially on a social media side of things. I try, try to keep it quite neutral and positive. Um, I don't like the negativity that gets around it. It's the same as what I try and do in my life. I try to be a bit more positive. Uh, you try and do things in, in, in work. and you, I, I've got a team. I, I work from home. I work on the road. I work very uh, on my own. So I've got to, I've got to pause myself up every day. Uh, so I, that's what I, I like to try and do. I don't like people bitching and slagging people off. I love people's opinions, hence why I like doing this. Um, but, you know, when uh, people's opinions just get blinked, look, my opinion's changed. I I would not have been Wenger out ever before. Um, I was all about respect. I was all about, and I, I still am uh, respectful of the man, and I still am appreciative for what he's done, but I don't think he's doing any more good for our club anymore. Um, I think he should move on, not upstairs, just fuck off, go. Um, uh, and, and I've said before, I'll be there for an unveiling his statue. I wouldn't have a banner. Um, but if at the, uh, despite what I said last week, I was a quite, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I, if if the, if it's looking like it's going all wrong at the end of the season, I don't know. The Burnley game is the only league game I'm going to go to because I'm going to meet up with a few of the guys, have a few beers, probably go into the ground, uh, clap the team off if they've done well, and especially if we're going into the Europa League uh, Cup final. Fingers crossed. Um, I'll do something on that, but I just. I get I get wound up with some of the Muppets on social media, so fair play to you, uh, Manny. Uh, you've had your say. Yeah, no, it had to it had to be said. I mean, because it's it's very irritating. I mean, you want Arsenal fans to come together. You know, you want Arsenal fans to 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 be one because we've been split by so many different things. I think so, we're closer now, though. I mean, I mean, we may be, but but then you have you know that that minority that are still, you know, making stupid comments, that are still, you know, being ridiculous, that are still carrying on that toxic atmosphere, you know, and, and it, it's depressing because, you know, the mood on the forum was, was great. I was loving some of the comments I saw. And then for the, for that one person to do that, and I mean, why? Why would you want to be negative at this particular time when there's so much negativity around the I, club I, already? I've, I've, even, I've even seen some people who you would expect to be negative like that being a little bit more you know acceptant exactly you know you know so exactly i mean i mean come on there's there's a time and and a place um to do that you you may have that opinion cool but to do that when we've just won three nil and then you know and to not understand why fans are staying away i mean it was it was stupid and i hope that person really checks himself next time and on that note, um, we have got loads of questions. What we would like, by the way, um, is uh, obviously we're talking about uh, the Arsenal Fans Forum. There's Fenger's Coat Zip, which is Mike's blog. Um, there, there's various different platforms that we're on. But join us on Guns and Yellow Ribbons on Facebook. Put your questions in there. We've got some coming up now. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Uh, we're on Guns and Ribbons on Twitter because we ran out of space. Um, and if you want, uh, you can email us on info at gunsandyellowribbons.com. What we're going to go through now, we've got probably about five or six questions um, to go through. We've got some from Albert, from Gary, from Ron Armstrong, uh, Wayne's best mate, 
uh, sorry, Manny's best mate, Wayne, uh, Jamie Golden, good bloke, um, James T in Australia, and uh, a couple of others. Plus, we've got some that um, Mike has got on Twitter uh, from uh, some of his Portuguese contacts. Uh, so he can. We're not going to have subtitles on this, by the way, because it's not TV. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, Albert asks uh, very simply, do we play the same team for the second leg against Milan? I think we half dealt with that. Um, I would say we play the strongest 11 we've got and whoever's fit and available, we play them, guys. Yep. Yeah, I think we touched on it. The fixture is not over yet. Um, I just hope that they understand that going on to going into the match. Yes, we have a two goal lead, but anything's possible in football and these guys are going to be up for it they're going to be disappointed that they conceded two goals and they they just won in stoppage time uh yesterday with an uh, an andre silva header um so these guys are going to be fired up they're going to be out for blood and they're going to go for it so we need to match them once again for intensity and i think if we score first then i think we kind of put that put it to bed but it's it's still but up I, think, grabs, I think i think we need to go for it from the get-go. Correct. Yeah, I agree. First things first, salute Albert because Albert listens to all of the podcasts. He shares it. He shares his comments. Like I'm th- He's one of the most excited people to listen to him when it comes out. So, salute <laughs> to him. He's, he's a good man. Good man. He, he really is. Um, <laughs> we need to get James back and putting comments on here as well, don't we? James Wilmot, come on. Shout out, mate. <laughs> Yeah, he, he needs to he needs to come back. Yeah, um, come on, James. I'll be I'll be bugging him. Don't worry. As soon as we're done here, I'm gonna be bugging him to get back on well, here. And you have to tell him he's got a shout out on here. You know, <laughs> I will do. Um, yeah, we need to. I agree with Mike on this one. Um, can't be complacent. Can't come out with with a ridiculous attitude of you know oh, we've got this game in the bag. Get out there, um, finish this game on early, and and then let's let's move on. Don't be stupid. There was another question from Ron Armstrong about, uh, we talked about Shaka earlier, and Shaka has played significantly better in a, in a midfield three in this new formation. And uh, Watford was a perfect example, and again, um, a good example against uh, AC Milan. Um, can he meet the expectations of we had him uh, about a year ago in this new formation? Yes, yes, yes. Um, again, another one that we touched on. Another one that we touched on earlier. Uh, I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about it in the past. Uh, and I gave the example of Shaka for the Swiss team and Shaka for the Arsenal team. Uh, he needs someone in there to help him. He's not the quickest player. Um, he's a deep-lying midfielder. We can't use him as a defensive midfielder. We can't use him as a box-to-box midfielder. We need someone in there to kind of take some pressure off of him. Someone that can kind of cover more ground. El Elneny can do that having Jack Wilshere and Ramsey they can do that as well uh, but he just needs some of that support and I think we've been using him in the wrong way if we use him in the proper way to his strengths and what he's capable of bringing to the team I have no doubt in my mind that he can turn out to be a brilliant signing and I know people are complaining about the money that we paid for him and he hasn't been consistent but as you can see over the last couple of games he's starting to grow into it again he was Towards the end of the season last year, he was doing well as well. Um, Probably our best performer in the FA Cup final also. So uh, I'm still hopeful for Shaka. I'm I'm a fan of his. I think he brings a different uh, dynamic to our midfield that maybe we've been lacking for a couple of years. Manny? 
<laughs> jury's out. <laughs> Good jury's out. Um, uh, I, yeah, I still don't think he's an Arsenal well, we- player. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, we're not going to... Yes, Mike, I can hear you. We're not going to agree on this. Okay, <laughs> We're not going to agree on this. We're not going to agree on Shaka. Like, we're not going to agree on Chambers. We're not going to agree on a lot of things. And we agreed on it, Wobi. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. You know... Uh, Look at that! I came around. I was totally against you in that, and I came around. I mean, come on! Like, there's, around, there's, there's, come on! on. There's certain I, things I that we all can agree back. on. I want to turn around. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's certain things that we're going to agree on, and there's certain things that we're not going to agree on. That's the beauty of having opinions. Um, Jacques, Fergus, give him a couple, a couple more weeks, and a couple good performances from Shaka. Nah. He'll be on my side. See, you know what? I, 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 I liked him to start with, <clears> and then I went totally off him, and but. The last couple of games, I thought he played well, particularly against Watford, which I've said a few times. Uh, but I put that an awful lot down to uh, who he's got alongside him, which is what you've been saying, Mike. And I think El Nenny is like a swan. He's just said it. Uh, you know what? I think that one of the things um, there was a German fan on Arsenal fan TV, um, and he was saying that um, you know how Xhaka was rated as the third, um, one of the top three players in the Bundesliga at the time and one of the things as well yeah and um, one of the things that was has been taken away from his game is his aggression you know where he used to um, fly into tackles and get you know yellow cards and red cards and probably down to a different league yeah I mean he he needed to tone that down but it seems like he has toned that down completely and that that edge has been taken away from him Um, everything that Mike has said about Xhaka in, in the last podcast are things that I used to say you know this season as well but then there are certain things that he would do I just I would be like I mean come on if you're going to play in that centre midfield role you're going to need to have a little bit of defensive awareness about you and have your head on the swivel which he doesn't you know and and the teams have figured him out you know they've they will put somebody who is quick, who is mobile, right on him because they would expect him to make a mistake and they know about his mobility and they will just target him and, and he would make countless mistakes. So for me, the jury is still out on him. Um, time will tell. 35 million. No, he's definitely not worth that. Does he have That's potential? That's market forces. That's yeah. market forces. Does, does he have potential? Yes. Um, is he an Arsenal player, in my opinion? No. That's all I have to say on that one. And on talk of Arsenal players, uh, Petr Cech coming to the end of his day. Should he be replaced? Um, <laughs> when when these questions were sent in, um, he hadn't saved a penalty. He hadn't. It took him 11 games um, from his 199th goal to get his uh, 200th clean sheet. Um, I think 181 of them were for Chelsea. He's only had a... Uh, and he earned that one. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. <laughs> Mind you, Troy Deeney, he looks like what? He looks like a hunchback of Notre Dame, doesn't he? Seriously. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, he's talk ugly. About, talk about eating your words. He, he's ugly. Troy <sighs> Deeney is, is third world ugly. He, you, oof. You, couldn't, you couldn't script that any better. Um, <laughs> but does he have cojones? No. Uh, he didn't. He couldn't step up and take take a penalty against uh, Peter Cech. Didn't he score in, one in the first match? Uh, yeah, the Richarlison penalty. Or the right. flop, I guess, if you want to call it. 
Oh, when he uh, died from the box early on in the yeah. season. Yeah, I remember, yeah. So, um, look, is Ospina good enough to be promoted to number one? I know his contract is, I think, up at the end of the year. Should we re-sign him on a, on a contract? Should we look elsewhere? Should should we um, bring uh, Macy in and, and see how he goes from there? That, that came in from Jamie Goulding. I think... Um Peter Check is what's he thirty five or something like that? Uh, and he to signed be honest, thirty three. So what's yeah? He's thirty five, thirty six. Thirty five, thirty six. Uh, to be honest, that's not. I guess it's old for a footballer, but for a goalkeeper, it's. David Seaman was forty one. Yeah, I mean Van der Sar played until he was forty forty one. Um, David Seaman, like you said, uh, Benfica had a, a goalkeeper, Michel Perdom, who was voted best goalkeeper um, in the world after the nineteen ninety four. Back to Portuguese football again. <laughs> He's Belgian, damn it. <laughs> um, <Except> Benfica. <laughs> he was voted uh, best goalkeeper of the world after the World Cup in ninety four here in the United States. So he played until he was about forty forty one as well. So for a goalkeeper, normally you would expect them to be able to play a little bit later in their career. Um, Peter Check at his age right now looks well off of it. Um, just pace-wise, he just looks kind of robotic in the back. He he seems really... It seems like his arthritis is starting to kick in, uh, which is frustrating at times. Uh, we've talked about it in the past. I think Ospina's better in between the sticks than Peter Check is. Um, I think Peter Check is better coming out of the net. So crosses, I think he's a little bit more sure of himself. I think the height factor also might play a part. Uh, Ospina is not the biggest guy, so uh, I think that might play um, into the mental game for him for anything coming into the My- box. But he's he's been good for us since he came in. But just to finish off, um, I don't think we should stick with Ospina as the number one. I think what will happen next year is I think we should look for a number one goalkeeper. I wish we would get Chesney back. Oh, just, you're and, just taking the words out of my mouth. <laughs> and Czech should be the backup and help kind of mentor Macy into that role. That's my take on it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm uh, Chesney all the way. I, I don't know. I, I don't watch as much European football as you. Uh, so I don't know if some of the other keepers out there. I do like Butlin. I do like Foster. Um, I do like uh, Pickford. But we're not going to pay that sort of money. Manny, any thoughts on it? Replace both. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Listen, we've got another question because we're running out of time. Um, James T from Arsenal Thoughts says, for 10 trophyless years, uh, fans and pundits said the top four isn't a trophy. Uh, if we win the Euro- Europa League, a massive if, can that be considered a good season for us? Whew. I mean, any European title, I think, is a good achievement. Um, Fingers never won one with us. Correct. And like I, we had discussed it on the group chat uh, yesterday, I believe, or this morning, uh, Europa League is, to me or to everyone, I guess, the second tier of European football. So it's not the Champions League, but realistically, I think that's where Arsenal deserves to be at the moment um, and maybe over the last couple of years as well. We've consistently gotten knocked out at the same time every year. Um, there's a reason for that. We haven't been able to compete at the top um, of the mountain with some of the big boys. Um, I think in the Europa League now, I th- there's some decent teams in there. 
it will be uh, not only a good competitive experience for some of the players, but also if we're able to win it, it'll kind of set that standard. It'll kind of give you that mentality of what it's like to win uh, a big uh, competition outside of England, uh, regardless of it's the Europa League or the Champions League, but it just kind of sets the, the foundation there. Uh, if we win it, I think it's a, a big achievement. Does it make the season... Um, a success. I guess that depends on where we finish in the league. I, w- I would like to see us stay consistent and finish strong in terms of performances and results. And winning the, the Europa League obviously gets us into the Champions League. So I think all in all, as long as we don't kind of piss ourselves for the remainder of the season, I would say if we win the Europa League and finish strong for the remaining fixtures in the league, I would I would kind of check it off as, as a decent season. Um, I agree. Um, it was good enough for Chelsea. It was good enough for Man United. It's good enough for Arsenal Football Club. We are in that competition for a reason. So winning it, considering how bad we've been this season, yeah, it would be considered a good season. But you know, just to finish that off, you know how you said it was good enough for Chelsea and Man United. It's not going to be good enough for Arsenal because you know the pundits and the media will twist it in a way that... Oh, you know, but, oh Mike, fuck but, him. Like, <laughs> I, I just it'll just be interesting to see if it comes to that what will come of it in the media because the, the, we know yeah, we, the we agenda know, we know the narrative they're gonna go with <laughs> and and to be honest with you fuck the media fuck the pundits honestly just just fuck them fuck spurs too oh let's, that. Do, let's leave that alone <laughs> let's leave that alone listen um Wayne uh, in Melbourne, uh, Australia, has asked a question. He says a bit confused about, uh, again, on trophies and so on, a um, bit confused about fans' acknowledgement of the FA Cup uh, and when we win it, do they call, call it a trophy? So it's the premier domestic cup competition steeped in all a lot of history. Yeah. Question, do fans not consider the FA Cup a trophy even though it is? Um... <sighs> I think fans do um, see the FA Cup as a trophy, but some fans use the FA Cup as a parameter of success for Arsenal Football Club um, when it isn't really. And then you have some fans who will use the FA Cup as a reason why Wenger should remain in the job. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, any any team can put a cup run together. Any team can win a, a cup match. Um, our FA Cup successes meant that we were up for, you know, seven uh, cup games in a season. Um, I'm not trying to, to bring it down. I'm not trying to say that it wasn't an achievement. It was. But I think the reason why some fans don't really acknowledge the FA Cup is because we used to be competing for the Premier League. And I was just going to say that. Yeah, we used to be competing for the Premier League. That was our target. And now we've lowered our standard to the FA Cup. And, you know, and some fans are having difficulty and, and, acknowledging and, that. Go on, uh- finish off going and um yeah so some fans do see it we, we I, I truly believe that all fans see it as success but like i said some fans will use it oh, oh look we we've won the fa cup and then look we were successful and okay the, the fa cup's good but we were better than that we were competing well, for bigger prizes on the back of the conversation we said a few minutes ago about the europa league if we win the europa league i'll be jumping around Highbury. i tell you i'll be going absolutely nuts um my one of my best days uh, last season was going to Wembley 
for the Chelsea FA, uh, Chelsea Arsenal FA Cup final, expecting the worst, mm. and that was what was giving me a little bit of hope for the League Cup final against Man City. Yeah. Um, getting lucky, getting through there and winning. Uh, that that was the nuts. It's it's all about winning, and it doesn't matter if if somebody comes along and says, "Oh, you got lucky in the semi-final. You got lucky in the final." On around that ring, it says 2017 Arsenal Football Club FA Cup. Yep. I, 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 I do think the fact, and you were very, very right in what you said, the fact that uh, we don't seem to be challenging for the league, which is the main um, barometer of how good a, a team is, uh, has a big factor. And I also do think um, we were promised that we'd be challenging in Europe, yeah. and we're now just challenging in the European second tier and um, a domestic, very prestigious cup, but um, a domestic cup as well. Mike, thoughts? I think that it should be looked at as an achievement. Uh, the funny thing is last year when we made it to, or Chelsea booked their place in the FA Cup final uh, before us. I think it was they played the, the day before us. But I have, uh, as I've talked about before, a number of uh, friends who are Chelsea supporters. And as soon as Chelsea won that match, uh, the, you know, the group chat was all about uh, you know, we want Arsenal, we want Arsenal. Um, you know, they were talking about going over to Wembley for the final, all this, you know, it was a great achievement. Let's win the cup. We want to beat Arsenal if they get there. And then when they got there, we got there, we beat them. And now they look at it as a plastic trophy is what they, what they say or one, which is, one which is them. a modern day twat fan. But the, that, and that's the thing is it's come down to the point where when you win it, it's great. If you don't win it, it's not considered a prestig- prestigious trophy. I mean, I think it's the the longest-lasting domestic uh, competition in European football, if I'm not mistaken. Well, um, the, the Premier League's only since 1993. You know, so, so yeah, okay. 92, Fergus. 92, 93 season. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus yeah, but it's Christ. just it's just you get all moody that... again, are you? <laughs> no, man, just get your facts right, dude. Come I on. I said ninety two, ninety three. You said ninety three. <laughs> ninety three is when it ended. Yeah, yeah, but that's not what you said before. Okay, ninety two, ninety two. Come on, wake up, oh, man. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's an achievement. Um, it's a competition that Arsenal's in. There's there's no reason why. Arsenal should say, oh, I don't want to win that title. I don't want to win that competition. Like, you're in it to win it, right? Regardless of what the competition is or what the end result is. You're you're a club. You want to have achievements and success. And if you're in it, you should be in it to win it. And I look at the FA Cup as uh, a positive if we win it. And hopefully we can win a few more. It is a positive, but but some fans are just happy with that and accept it. And no, we're Arsenal Football Club. You should be aiming a bit higher than that. But well, well, every every, every game for me is like a, a cup game. I like to go and win it. Uh, okay, yeah, you look at the league, and I find it difficult to to it difficult as a supporter currently when we don't look like we're gonna we're gonna do anything in in the league and it's like even if it was top four or beat finishing ahead of Spurs or whatever but, yeah yeah Chapman asked um, Wenger when is he going to stop to put uh, when are they is Wenger going to stop putting his faith in so many average players on easy streets never and cha- never and challenge for the cup competitions we're in 
um, pick players who are proud to wear the shirt. Oh, okay. Um, is he going to stop picking average players? No, he's been doing that for years and he's not going to change. <laughs> um, average manager picking average players. Uh, match made in heaven. Um, what was the second part of the question ba- again? Uh, well, it was uh, when he's going to stop uh, picking players who are an easy street and uh, uh, pick players who want to wear the shirt or proud to wear the shirt. You know what? We, we talk about that a lot and, and I'll have to pride in, in wearing the shirt but Jack Wilshire they, yeah he's he's only one the, the times have changed and then the, the finding those players who are proud to wear that shirt and then who go out there and represent your club to the fullest they are a rare breed nowadays people are more um, they have more um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for they're more committed to the money they're more committed to what you can give them so you know, picking players that are pride that are, you know want to play for the shirt, rare, very rare. It's a different, it's a different game nowadays. Money comes first. Just to finish that off, um, players that are in it to you know passionate about wearing the the kit and um, you know wanting to do their best. I think uh, one perfect example is Carl Jenkinson, Arsenal boy. Yeah. Uh, he 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 put his heart and soul about 100 into it. yards from me yeah put his heart and soul into the the match but he's sometimes being an arsenal supporter and being passionate about it doesn't cut it because if that was the case then we'd be out there maybe not fergus he'd be in the pub having a couple of pints but, <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> but apart from that it's not hey, he's just got six o'clock it's time for beer o'clock <laughs> Exactly, he's ready to open one. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't have anything else to add to, uh, to Manny's comment. <sighs> right, on the, on the, I've had my first sip of beer, so that is a perfect tee-up for Gary Potter uh, from Clacton-on-Sea. And uh, his final question before we go to our Portuguese questions, don't worry, folks, they'll be read in English. We have a translator. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how about Arsenal? Have now, have they employed enough backroom staff to seamlessly replace Wenger with a coach? Is the infrastructure in place now to move forward yes simple answer for me yeah agreed I I can't argue with that I think we just need to know who the manager is going to be and then we can build around that hopefully it's no Wenger he needs to he needs to move on <laughs> just hurry up and get out yeah so what about our Portuguese questions I, I, I'll pass the mic that um, Manny dropped earlier over to you <laughs> Um, so they had one question. I'm I'm uh, in communication with them on a daily basis, and have we've had good feedback from them. Um, you know they like the podcast. Uh, you know they're very interactive with me. So one of the questions. Do you understand my accent? <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, the, the question that they had was from the match yesterday and the the victory. What was what do you guys think was the most uh, or the best moment? Was it the Peter Cech defending the penalty against Troy Deeney? Uh, was it Obama Yang finally scoring again? Or was it Mkhitaryan's assist and goal? Penalty, penalty, penalty. Mkhitaryan and Obama Yang. Um, I like that last, that third goal. I, I liked Obama Yang's second goal, and I like the fact that Mickey uh, get that. But I'll add El Neni. True. And I'm going to go with the penalty as well. <laughs> anyway, 
So that's our questions. Thank you very much, everybody, for your questions. We really do appreciate them. It does make our life a little bit easier when you give us a bit of content so we don't uh, uh, dream it all up and uh, bitch and moan. And, you know, get some fun ones in sometimes, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What what time? When, when does Manny sleep? Because... You- <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't. You think you don't realise? I'm on a message group, okay? I'm uh, a mid-40s man, yeah, okay? So I go to bed at 10 o'clock. I get up at 6 o'clock. I do what I do and everything else. When I go to bed at night, I wake up in the morning. I see all these messages between Manny and Mike. Mike is four currently, but normally five hours uh, behind us because he's on the east coast of America. And there's text going on at like 11, 12 (laughs) o'clock at night, which is is fine. It's normal. But they're young people and everything else. But then I get a text from Manny at like four o'clock in the morning on, yeah, really like that podcast. That was really good. We should ask a question on this. He's in the fucking gym at four o'clock in the morning. When do you sleep? You'll oh, kill for yourself. For goodness sake, listen. No, okay. How many times am I going to have to explain this? All right. This is the last time I'm explaining <laughs> this to you people. All right. And by you people, I'm looking at burgers. Right, so picture me. Same room as me. Picture me looking at you right now, dead in the eye. Sit there, pay attention. The reason why I go to the gym. Don't cry. (laughs) The reason why I go to the gym early in the morning is because, first of all, I'm a morning person. Right, I'm active in the morning. I get things done in the morning. Right, my gym is 24 hours. I like to go in there when it's quiet because I can just get on every machine that I need to get to. I don't have to deal with egos. I don't have to deal with people dropping weights all over the place. I don't have to deal with people leaving their back sweat on the bench. I don't have to deal with none of that, you know? So I go in there nice and early. I get things done. I come back home. I have my breakfast. I do what I need to do in the morning. Then I head off to work. It's just my routine. When do I get to sleep? I sleep pretty early to get this done, you know? So I try to get my seven hours sleep in. So then when I wake up, I am fresh and I do this because I'm not going to do it after work because I'm tired after work. Somebody's been pissing me off. I don't want to be in the gym surrounded by people, you know, flexing in the mirror, walking around, making noise and doing all that rubbish. I'm not in the gym normally when you were there. Say what? I'm not in the gym when you're normally there. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. Manny likes, Manny likes to flex by himself in front of the mirror. Like I don't that. do that. Do you, know, do you know what I honestly <laughs> This is what I honestly do. This is what I do, right? I have music in my ears and between every set, I will either sit on my seat or either stand up and I'll be dancing around the gym. All right, it's fun to me. It is fun to me. So I'll be sitting there, I'll be doing hip rotations, I'm dancing, I'm having a good time in there. All right, that's my zen. That's where I release all my energy, right? In the gym, I don't disturb anyone. And yes, that's why I'm in the gym at that time in the morning. That's the best time for me to work out. That's the best time for me. I get the best results. That's why I do it. Now stop asking me about my routine. Leave me alone. I've re- just to uh, renamed, renamed my local pub called The Gym. <laughs> <laughs> and just to finish that, uh, Manny got less sleep over this last week since we last recorded because he spent some time to change the battery in his smoke alarm. Can we stick it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank, you, thank you all for donating on that Just Giving page. Oh, listen, I just <laughs> had the battery sitting there. I was just too lazy to do it. Right. Yeah, because he was too tired because he's been in the gym all day. <laughs> Leave my gym routine alone, okay? Listen, we, I need to get you in the gym once like one of these days. Mate, mate I, used to, I used to go to, I, I do run and I've lost my mojo a little bit this uh, 
have this winter. Yeah, um, well, come to the gym with me. I challenge you no, one no, weekend. No, no, come no, in the gym. No, yes. No, I, I, I've done. I used to be a member of my local gym. I don't like the gym. Stop being a pussy. It's full of pretentious. <laughs> Stop being a wimp. Mate, I, I'm in Essex as well, so like you know, there's more hair gel than there is sweat in my gym. <laughs> we are not that far from each other. You can drive down here, and I will take you to the gym for a workout. Stop being a wimp. Uh, you, Stop complaining. <laughs> Get in this gym and lose that belly of yours right that, that belly beer gone no anywhere i bought pay, paid for that that's six pack of beers that you've got as belly man come on listen, get listen, in the gym listen, mate listen i've got 20 years on you so what's the po- what's your point we'll see how you are in 20 years time. what is your point <laughs> what is your point age is nothing but a number start using it as an excuse All right, ladies. lazy come on ladies <laughs> metabolism uh, on to the five word, five word game, challenge <laughs> which order are we doing then go on um, hold on, I gotta pull up this list here. So we're going Manny to me. I'll go to Fergus, and then Fergus goes to Manny. And again, let's try to see if we can do the in two, a word or two. Response. Fergus makes it more interesting. Fuck you. <laughs> Fergus's two or three paragraph response. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Manny, ready when you are. All right, uh, first one, Lasana Diaro. I think we talked about him last week. No, we didn't. I thought we did. Um, unfilled potential. I think you mentioned it to me before Manny came on board. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. Um, Johan Drew. Um, garbage. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Premier League winner. Stuart Taylor. Legend. <laughs> I can't use that word, can I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Vengable. Outdated. Wow. Last one. Wenger shoves Mourinho. Brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the most. I think that's the most fire we've seen in Arsene Wenger in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Except for the time he tried to put it out when he was flapping his wings on the uh, on the stands of uh, Old Trafford. That was great. When, after he smashed the water bottle on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mita Fergus, you ready? Yep. Sylvain Wiltord. Old Trafford. Yes. Yes. Uh, Kim Kalstrom. Why the fuck sign somebody with a broken back? <laughs> That's like eight words, damn it. Doesn't matter. Broken back. <laughs> Boro Primorak. Who the fuck? Oh. <gasps> Come on, oh, Fergus. Can I answer that one? Primorak. <laughs> yes. Useless who? prick. Who, I like who, it. What? I was expecting that from Fergus. I'm gonna. Uh, that's your homework for the for the next week, Fergus. Google Boro Primorak. I'll even send you a text message on yeah, how to spell, spell it. Better spell it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next one. We've got our title. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You, you better, better spell, spell it for me. me. <laughs> every time. Do this every week. Damn every it. Every time. <laughs> and it normally comes around this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, fourth one. Josh Cronky. Uh, a bit of hope, maybe. All right. Yeah, I can agree with that. 
And the last one is a guy that I had some hope for, but doesn't seem like he's going to get his chance. Rene Adelaide. Oh, we talked about him the other week. Funny, funny accent, wasn't it? No, that was Ali Adier. No, that was Ali Adier. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Put Adelaide. the beard down, damn it. I've only had one. I've not even had one. I've only had a half of one. <laughs> you're uh, Irish. You're supposed to be able to hold your alcohol. Exactly. I am. <laughs> you're getting all sorts of messed up. Adelaide. Uh, Adelaide. Adelaide. Don't know. <laughs> Manny, you want to answer for him? Um, I'm with you. Um, I hope he gets his chance. Yep. He reminds me a lot of Diaby, the way he runs. Yeah. His stature. Skillful. Very interesting. Yeah. Yep. So you got to text me two people I've got to research. Okay. Then. Yep. <laughs> You're terrible, <laughs> Mike. Fergus, Fergus to Manny. Let's hear it. Ancelotti. Ooh. Potential savior. <laughs> Mike, can I ask you that one as well? Um, I'm going to go with bring back organization mm-hmm. and I would put if it was me I would go the man to take us from a transition man okay I was going to say that's too many words <laughs> it doesn't matter transition that'll do <laughs> there you go okay so next one um, this re- uh, refers to two uh, players um, who I think are probably the uh, the backbone of of the club to a certain degree as it stands Rambo and Captain Jack contracts <sighs> sign Jack up yep Rambo who Ashley Cole whoa Oh, I can't use that word. (sighs) Punchable face. Punchable face. The next goalkeeper. (sighs) Better than check. Ooh, good one. This might be my um, get back. <laughs> Gary O'Driscoll. Ooh. Yeah, that's before my time. <laughs> no, it's not. Guess it is. <laughs> I'll get my own back. <laughs> that's before my time. No, it's not. <laughs> He's our club doctor. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> really? Yeah, you, you went. Can thank th- my sis- you can thank my sister-in-law for this. So it wasn't even you that researched that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, don't He's worry. Been there for a while. Yeah. Has he? Yeah. Yeah, about ten years, maybe, maybe a little bit less. Well, I would then, say between seven and ten years. Well, okay. Um, well, I don't really know what he does because players are constantly <laughs> injured. So. So shit then. Yeah, um, <laughs> sometimes good, sometimes shit. Some- <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so oh, so dear. Fergus wants to play some get back. All right, next week. No, 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 no. You you two fucked me over. So like you know. Hey, listen. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I had this one in my. I had this one in my. Okay, in no, my, no, 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 no. Hold on, armory. hold on. Now you saying that that Driscoll's been in the club for ten years, but Boro Primorak has been in the club since '97. So you don't really have any excuses. I, I don't know who the fuck he is. He's sh- the bald guy that sits next to Wenger in the press box when he gets sent up to the stands. When you see him, you'll recognize. Oh, uh, oh, I know. I think he's Bosnian. Yeah. I might, I might be yeah. wrong. Well, well my Bosnian. answer to that is then fucking useless. I ain't researching him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna send you a text message just so you know how to spell his name at least. <laughs> no, don't bother. <laughs> Save your data. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Yeah. Another good us? one. Yeah. Indeed. Better mood this week. Well, yep. we are. We are. And, and and have we kept it into? Uh, bang on. 90 minutes. Uh, uh, nine, yep, 90 minutes. Yeah, not too bad. There. And we had a couple of laughs this week. <laughs> For once, and no smoke alarm. <laughs> yeah. Leave my smoke alarm alone. That's been sorted <laughs> out. Okay. Leave my smoke alarm alone. Leave my gym routine alone. All right. We're, we're done with that. And leave my six pack alone. We missed the pizza man this week. <laughs> Fergus, I still want to get you in the gym, mate. You're not, I'm, not, I'm not dropping this. Okay. You're coming to the gym. They're not going to happen. Yeah, okay. We'll see about that. Do you, do you run? Yes, I do. All right, then. There we go. That's a challenge. You're coming to the gym. All right. <laughs> right. This, thank you, every, everybody. Uh, really good. We have had a laugh. Um, love to get your comments, as we said before. We're on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And if you want to email us, it's info at gunsandyellowribbons.com. Uh, Manny, Mike, been brilliant. Another great one. A pleasure uh, on as always. Th- on to Thursday. A good result uh, for the Arsenal. And I'll be a happy man. And then we'll have we'll have a debate. We've got some topics that we're discussing. And we'd love you to tell us what topics you'd like to discuss in the international break. Because we've got about two weeks uh, with things. One of the things we're going to um, touch on is mental health in sport. Um, and on top of a couple of other things, including 3 p.m. kickoffs uh, in the U.K., Thanks very much. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, episode 14. I think it's been a success, guys. Cheers. Catch you guys in the next round of Europa League. See ya.